back to another episode of Failing Forward. I'm your host, Steve Hofstetter. As always, if you enjoy this, please let other people know. Like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. It is how we reach more people. And speaking of reaching people, uh, so my guest is Maz Rafferty, who is um, on Australia. In Austra- I can't even, how can I not say the word Australian? I've been there a lot. Who's an Australian model. Um, and you have a very, very large social media presence. Your Instagram has almost 200,000 people, right? 175? Yes. Somewhere around there? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's pretty big. So yeah. <laughs> I love that, like, you didn't even act like, yeah, it's not so big. No, that's a, that's a big deal. Yeah, for no, mo- it most is. People. It is. Yeah. Most people listening are like, my Instagram is like me and my dog. So, <laughs> um, but one thing we were talking about before, and first of all, I'm fascinated to have you on. You're absolutely the youngest person I've had on the show. You're 20 years old mm-hmm. and you're already successful in your field. Um, you started... So you started modeling at what age? So I started at around 14, turning 15. 15. 14. That's to start any job at that age and not work in a sweatshop is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And was it something where you're like, this is something I want to do? Or is it something someone pushed you toward? No, I as soon as I could walk and talk, I've always said that I wanted to get into the industry, which is funny enough. So as soon as you could walk, you were walking toward runways. Oh, there's (laughs) photos of me in a little one-piece bathing suit besides the pool, like practicing my little little runway. That's hilarious. I've always wanted to do it. Yeah. And so you got into it at, you know, 14 going on 15. (laughs) And one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording was uh, Mm self-care. And... You know, I want to get into the failure stories and everything like that, but that's the first thing I wanted to get into because starting something when you're that young is has got to be incredibly difficult because you don't have the foundation of the the more you go through life, usually some people go the other direction, but usually the better you get at handling adversity yeah. because you've seen it before. Mm-hmm. And you go, "Okay, well this is just a different version of that." And so having to be a professional at 15 years old, that's got to be incredibly difficult to create a foundation to to live from. Yeah, I think the key things for me, I love researching. Like if I want to do something, I will go into every single detail of researching. And the one thing that came up was always be on time, always be polite and friendly and just give it more than 100% because if you don't want to give it more than 100% then don't show up at all. So before you were modeling, you were researching, you were like, okay, how do I be a model? Yeah, kind of just going into the background of the supermodels and how they started out and reading all their failure stories and just seeing how they kind of navigated through it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. And so, okay, well, but that's but that's getting you off to work professionally, and that's yeah. getting things started. And so, just modeling is not a world I know. Okay. Um, so, I know huge shock. So, <laughs> how do you go from a fourteen-year-old who wants to be a model, which is probably a lot of fourteen-year-olds? It is. I get a lot of questions from a lot of young girls about how to do it. Yeah, and there's even, I, I mean. With influencer culture right now, mm-hmm. there's so much of people just want eyeballs on them mm-hmm. yeah. that there's actually there's a fascinating thing where there are people who are faking being influencers where they'll go in front of a hotel they have no relationship with 
and it's like a person who has like 500 followers and they'll go in front of a hotel and take a picture and be like oh, and thanks Hilton yeah <laughs> and it's which is just so sad and like brands are also like we don't want this asshole saying that mm. you know and how do you turn down that publicity but anyway um so there are a lot of people who are interested in doing that how do you go from a 14 year old who wants to do this to someone who actually is doing it mindset it has to start in your mind because until you can control your thoughts which lead to your actions you won't be able to control your surroundings be more specific on that i'm like what are you saying positive affirmations one oh it goes into everything you need to be grateful for what you already have you need to start doing affirmations and start i have a, i have so many journals i have a journal and then I have a gratitude journal and then I have a prayer journal as well and just kind of already being grateful for what you have and then when you look back on it you can actually see what parts of your life you need to fix so in this industry it is really really hard on your mental health yeah and I feel like a lot of people know that but but I want you to talk more about that because okay. people will hear that mm -hmm. there are some people who will go ugh so it's you just have to be pretty like they're like that naysayer yeah. garbage mm -hmm. and so how does it how does it break you down mentally okay so for instance i was 15 when i had an agent that i had a meeting with grab the top of my knee which is muscle it's your skin and bones and muscles and tell me that i needed to lose fat off of my knees off of your knees i was 15 years old so for a 15 year old who just is trying to work their hardest every single day to accomplish their dreams and just doesn't really know what self-care is and doesn't know the fundamentals of mental health and how to deal with that, it's extremely hard. A 15-year-old being grabbed at all by an adult is completely inappropriate. Yeah, but, to be, but to be grabbed in a hey fatty kind of way, which is disgusting. Mm. And even though... Now, your industry does depend on your physical size. Yes. But at the same time, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to not have a complex about that. Mm -hmm. Like, even though it is something that is important, you have to be able to be, to be like, this is important, but this isn't the only thing that makes me me. Exactly. And... I have so many stories. I used Share them. <laughs> I... Dish it, girlfriend. Let's go. <laughs> I danced for over 10 to 12 years all, all throughout my childhood. So, and just the way that I'm built, I have very muscular legs. And at that time, the modeling industry didn't accept that type of figure. And whenever I was trying out, I had agents keep on telling me no and modeling agencies saying no because of the size of my thighs and telling me to come back once I lost the muscle off of my thighs. Oh. Uh, so. I, yeah, use that muscle to choke them out. <laughs> I Like, that's, that's horrible. Oh, 100%. And it's changed now. It's funny because now they want the people that do have the muscly legs and that have... Um, more curves to them, so it's definitely changed. Why do you think that is? Because there were so many stories that came out <laughs> because yeah. everyone started raising awareness for mental health and how it was ruining the people in the industry. Yeah. But but it's still, I mean, the industry wants what they make money off of. Mm -hmm. 
And so is it just because it's in vogue right now? You know, it's 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 cool to seem woke even if you're not. Oh, it it's definitely a phase. Yeah. It's definitely a phase. It's like a fashion trend to be honest. So you think that you think that this might go the pendulum might swing back the other way? No, I think that they will always praise body confidence and accepting everyone, but I definitely think in the next couple of years it'll change onto something new again. But I also think that something like Instagram does change the game a bit because mm-hmm. now you can be a model without ever doing a magazine. Oh, nowadays, if you go into a casting, they ask you how many followers you have. And if there's two girls that are exactly the same and they want both of them, they'll pick the girl by the number of followers that she has. Social media has a huge impact on not only the modeling industry, but the commercial and acting industry too. But also, it's interesting because a lot of the people who will rely on that don't even know what those numbers actually mean. Like, they don't understand the difference between a large number of followers and an active number of followers. Yeah. Whereas, like, 50,000 active followers beats 500,000 garbage followers any day. Exactly. And there are a lot of people who just get excited by big numbers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's people who... It, it's so funny to me that the people who are making these decisions about social media have an AOL address. Like, these are people who have no idea how to use this stuff. Yeah. And they're relying on it just because they get impressed by, they get impressed by something shiny. But what I think is, in, is interesting and great about now is that you can be a model that looks like just about anything as long as you have a following. And you can build that following without the help of an agent and without the help of you know, of a magazine shoot or a commercial mm-hmm. shoot or something like that, you can just have a look that might appeal to people and then, and be good at taking photographs. Yes, that one too. That too. <laughs> so, yeah, be able to present yourself correctly. Yeah. But I think that that could be more of a game changer. And that's only the last two, three years. I mean, that's really when social media has really taken over mainstream. And so maybe five years, but still... Yeah. I think that's going to be a bigger game changer than the mood swings of the industry mm-hmm. because when you can go direct to consumer, that changes everything. Social media is making the mood swings of the industry. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's changed. It's definitely changed. Social media has the biggest impact on marketing. It's, yeah. And a lot of people that have a following don't really realize what they can do with it, not only business-wise, but to their community, because that's what Instagram's all about. It's about building a community, and mm-hmm. that's why people are so, especially companies and, um, and in marketing, they want to know how active they are. Like you said, 50,000 real ones or 500K, that's kind of a bit all over the place. They want someone who has a community that talks to their community because that's how you sell products. Right. If you have something where, like if there's someone that has a big page Mm -hmm. and only one type of picture gets a lot of likes, like you want to reach someone who their fans will like whatever they do. Yeah. Regardless. Exactly. Um, So I want to talk more about mental health Mm -hmm. and about self-care. So how did you learn that this was an important thing? 
Um, so very openly, I have always been really open with my followers, which I think is why they are a community instead of just random people. When I was, yeah, 14, 15, as soon as I started really getting into it, I started to suffer from depression. And I also had, I had that side going on. Plus I was severely bullied in high school. Um, and just that entire experience, I was just navigating how how to deal with it, to be honest, how to deal with the personal side of depression, plus people telling me every day my insecurities, but they weren't actually my insecurities. Well, I mean, you had fat knees. I mean, what can you yeah, say? Exactly. <laughs> but, you can't walk around with fat knees in a high school. <laughs> but one thing that I've realized recently is limiting beliefs and your belief system and how your conscious and subconscious mind really work. And that goes into self-care and that goes into affirmations. I don't understand what you mean. I'm going to ask you to explain this. Okay. Limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs. So say one person believes with feeling thoughts, like they truly believe that they are going to get the promotion. And then the other person has a few whispers, a few people that they've maybe grown up with, some friends that just aren't really that kind or the really sly friends that aren't un- yeah. that aren't nice. We all know those people. Yes. Um, so they're nervous, they're anxious, and they keep on saying, I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. But in their head, subconsciously, they're thinking about everything that can go wrong. They're overthinking it. That is a limiting belief. Somewhere deep down in there, if you're nervous about a certain thing to say finance, for instance, we grow up thinking a few things that we get told by our parents and they don't, that's just them growing up in their generation. But right now there's the sayings of money doesn't grow on tree or you have to work really hard to get money. By the way, I hate that saying so much because money is made of paper. Paper, exactly. Exactly. Coins don't grow on trees, but yeah. Exactly. That's the thing, though. A lot of people, and they don't know, but they were raised that way to think that. So it's in their subconscious mind, they either have to overwork all the way to burnout, which goes into self-care. You need to know how to manage it. Or they truly think that either, I know a lot of people think their money is bad or that they know a lot of people that are wealthy that aren't that kind. And that is a limiting belief inside your head. Yeah, money money is a score in a video game. Mm-hmm. Like, life's a video game and money is your score. <laughs> or one of your scores. <laughs> I see it as energy. <laughs> and so, yeah, it well, it allows you freedom to do the other things that you want. Exactly. And so I do not believe that anyone can be a billionaire and a nice person. Because to make that much money... I feel like you had to step on a lot of people. But there's a lot of room to make money before a billionaire. (laughs) Before (laughs) Um, it. (laughs) Yeah, where you could just make that based on being like a good person and Mm -hmm. being talented and having a work ethic. Yeah. So, okay, so what you're saying in terms of limiting beliefs, you were saying, so when I first heard it, I thought you were saying that like you have to, you know, limit your own belief system. No. But so what you're saying is basically get out of your own way. Yes. And not see, this is a difficult one for me Mm -hmm. because I do believe that in order to succeed, you have to have that. You have to have this unwavering faith that you're going to. 
Exactly. And that's a belief. Yeah. You have to believe when I, my first year on the road, when I was sleeping in my friend's car Mm -hmm. and I believed one day, one day, it's all going to be different. Everything's going to be great. But there are also a lot of people who have that belief in its delusion and who, like you see the people trying out for American Idol who can't sing a note. Yeah. And so on one hand, I love the idea of saying, believe in yourself and you can do this. And that's the only way you're going to get through it. And then there's also part of me that wants to be like, but. Oh, no, you need it. That's not saying, oh, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. There's going to be a Ferrari. And I believe in that. There's the believing part. There's you have to feel it to actually believe it. But yeah. you need to put in the actions in the work. And you also need to be realistic with what your own talent level is, though. Exactly. Like if I believed, if I truly in my heart of hearts believed that I could be a, you know, a major league pitcher, (laughs) not if I'm throwing 64 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, no. Even Mm -hmm. if I had like the best training and coaches in the world, maybe I could throw 80. And so there are certain things where you have to be, I think it's a mix. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to say, okay, this is the thing I believe in because this is what I truly want to do and this is what I think I'm good at. But also, I think you need to be honest about what that is. Yeah. And that goes down to knowing what you're good at, what your skills are, and what your talents are, and practicing your skill, which is the actions. But I think it also goes with the limiting beliefs. It goes a little bit deeper than that. It goes down to, like, it goes down to childhood, to be honest. It goes down to thinking that you're not worthy enough, thinking that you're not good enough, and that's that's buried deep like to find that it is very it is buried deep with either it could literally just be one person that said something that was really hurtful yeah or it was someone in your life that unknowingly kept on putting that thought in your head and imposter syndrome is enormous and it it deflates so many people Mm -hmm. i know people who get opportunities that they very much deserve and they're like i don't know if i should be here and i'm like what are you talking about exactly of course you should and I want to talk more about that, but we're going to take a break because okay. we're, we we went over already <laughs> on that time. But uh, support our sponsors. We'll be right back. And I want to talk more about uh, about imposter syndrome and about things like that because that's something that I think a lot of the people listening suffer from. So obviously we're here with, uh, with Mads Rafferty, uh, Australian model, now American. Are you official now or you just live here? No, I'm just I'm just living here on a visa. Okay, mm-hmm. so which is fun because I'm sure there are a lot of uh, racist people who talk about how they hate immigrants, but I don't think they would hate you because they're racist again. Anyway, so the point is <laughs> we won't dive into we that. We won't go one into today. that whole thing. But the point is, we're happy to have you here on behalf of Thank America. You. Welcome. So we are talking about uh, we're talking about imposter syndrome. We're talking about self care, and because. A lot of success in the modeling world is now based on Instagram followers and things like that. Mm-hmm. That could be very difficult for mental health because, you know, I know through my YouTube and things like that. I mean, my Instagram is much smaller than yours, but even with that, I still interact with a lot of people I don't want to interact with. Yeah. And so, that's got to be tough for self care also. Mm-hmm. How do you do? You handle your own stuff? Yeah. Um, it has taken me, and being honest, it's taken me years to try and figure out how to actually 
manage that but not only that but my reactions because I'm a very sensitive person I have a huge heart everyone knows that and if I get hurt or quote-unquote played by someone in the industry it hurts and it really hurts and it took me years to figure out how to actually manage that and to spot when it's going to happen and the true authentic people to actually place yourself around but also just I'm sure there are assholes coming at you in your dms and things like that too yeah I at the start I had this thought of don't block them like just be bigger and better than them but the thing is you do not need that negativity in your life. Yes. You just, you don't. At the end of the day, my favorite quote is, mental health comes first. It does, full stop. And if there's someone that's just, and a lot of the times it's actually their insecurities, that yeah. they're just putting all on you. If someone's had a really bad day and they don't like one little thing that you did and they'll just unleash their day on you, you don't need it. Yeah, so like on my, on my YouTube, if someone is intolerant in any way if they are a bigot if they and if they're just mean to me Mm -hmm. i just like well why are you on here i don't care about the couple of views that i would get from them yeah i would much rather build my social media into a welcoming place where people know that like it's not toxic in the comments where if someone says something you know even my fans know the people who have been with me Mm -hmm. uh, enough know that like if they fight with each other i'll ban them for that yeah and so, like, they know, and they'll encourage each other. They'll just be like, hey, guys, stop it, yeah. and which is wonderful. And I, I really do believe the idea of you don't need to deal with someone like that. I wish every social media had Twitter's mute function yeah. because the mute is the best because if you block someone, they know, and they get worse. Yeah. If you mute someone, they never know, but you never have to deal with them. They just yell into the wind, which is the best. Exactly. Um, and I wish I wish Facebook had that. I wish YouTube had that. Um, yeah, Instagram doesn't really have that either. And then mm-hmm. I'm sure you get it in a horrible way, like just creepy dudes too. Oh, next level. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes I literally feel like vomiting from it. It's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you probably get the, do you know about the Reddit, the subreddit, uh, Nice Guys? No. So r slash nice guys is screenshots of, and I'm sure you get some of these, you can contribute. Okay. Uh, it's screenshots of guys basically pretending to be good people and then reeling themselves as assholes. So it's stuff like there was one, uh, there was one where it was like two college students mm-hmm. and one of them was like, you know, hey, we should get lunch sometime. And oh, the, I've had this. And the yeah. girl was, you know, very nice, be like, Oh, that's so nice of you. I just want to be really upfront. I have a boyfriend and, you know, just, but I'm really flattered and I thought you should know that. And the guy's like, fuck you, bitch. And it's like, like it's, it's, so it's that guy, you know, it's the guy who she, like this woman really handled it the best possible way you can. She didn't need to respond. She didn't need to explain. She could have just been like, no. Yeah. But instead she was very kind Kind and caring about that. And he revealed the demon that he is. And so it's a lot of that. So I assume you get some of those sometimes. I've had um, bigger social media, like really big social media people do that to me, actually. Really? Yeah. Do you ever think about putting them on blast? No. Why not? I mean, if they're doing that to you, do you think you're the only one they're doing it to? 
No, not at all. But I've seen and I know that, first of all, karma, but second, people like that, they just, they don't go very far. If you're treating someone with such disrespect, you will not go far in life. So I'm like, you know what? You go do your thing. I'll go do my thing. I don't need you. All right, show me off air. No, um, <laughs> so, um, but but that is also that also brings up the point of deciding not to fight a war. Exactly. Because when someone is giving you shit, when someone is, I mean, you you do have that choice. You have that choice of, you know, on one hand, people say, "Oh, stand up for yourself and fight back." On the other hand, it's like, well, why? Why do I need to go to sleep thinking about this? Exactly. Everything in life is a choice and everything has an effect by your choice. I strongly believe in that. And I just, I really don't think it's worth it. And it's really hard at the start. I, when I was younger, I would get really upset by certain things and certain comments that were just blatantly just rude and targeted at me. Yeah. But now I, oh God, I really just couldn't give a damn. And I think to get to that point in your mental state to just not care and to choose to just let them say their nasty things because at the end of the day, if you don't respond to that, they're just gonna, they just go silent. If you retaliate and reply to them, you, you, you already lost. Yeah, they find someone else to harass. They, they, <laughs> they move on. Well, well, the thing is, is that they're just they're they're bullies. They're trying to get a reaction out of you. So yeah. if you reply, even if you're being nice, like oh she replied or he replied, they win either yeah, they, way. They they're trying to get a reaction. A yeah. yeah. And so something you said, the being able to be in that mental state where you don't care and you don't let other people's criticism get to you, mm-hmm. is the way you become successful. Um, Danny Giles, who's been on the show, has a has a wonderful joke about how he dated a model once, and she had this she had this mole that she hated, and she was obsessed with how much she hated it. And he was like, "I would lie awake at night and I would look at that mole and be like, you 'You're the only reason I'm here. You're the only reason she's willing to date someone like me.' Oh and it's such a great joke, but and I'm kind of butchering it, but it's such a great joke. But just the idea of like obsessing over a flaw, mm-hmm. whether it is a physical flaw because you are in the business of having to be perfect physically yeah. um, or whether it is an emotional flaw, which we all have yeah. and, or it, it's a career flaw. It's something that like, you know, a misstep you took and then st- staying up all night and losing sleep over it. Mm-hmm. And so why we are, we already have that that we're dealing with. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm like, notoriously known for being the overthinker. Yeah. I used to overthink uh, insomnia to the max. I would overthink every little thing that I did that day or about my past. And I've just kind of gotten to the point where I actually understand what it means when people say you need to accept yourself. And that is accepting every little detail about you. And the thing is, is that everyone has flaws. And we all know that. But... Those flaws are what make up you and your personality. It's what makes you different. So what one person sees as a flaw, another person absolutely loves about you and your character. But it's also, and you can accept them while still working on them. Yes, 100%. Yeah, there's, um, there's this, the the one problem I have with body positivity Mm -hmm. is I think some people are using it as an excuse. And 
I was for a very long time. I was a very scrawny person for a very long time um, until two years ago. I was, uh, I did that, the 10 year Instagram challenge thing and it's like almost unrecognizable. Really? And yeah, I was, and I always just blamed it on, oh, I don't have the frame. I don't have the, you know, I couldn't work out. I, you know, I, I'm Limiting too skinny. beliefs. Exactly. Limiting beliefs. Damn it, you got Boom. me. Um, but yeah, it was, and it was excuses and it was, you know, like it was worrying about like, like I would joke around, oh yeah, I have chicken legs and I would, I would like happily joke with other people, but really inside I wasn't happy about it. Yeah. And then I realized that like I could change that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that there, I think we can go, we might be going overboard in a way on body positivity because saying that like oh i'm happy i look like this and it's fine is fine if you are actually fine, fine. you need to be honest with yourself like really sit down and be honest with yourself and ask yourself if you are happy with how you look right if you could snap your fingers and change it would you right now no no, no not you oh, i'm saying I was about to in, say, theory. No. <laughs> in theory no you're a working model you're doing great i mean I mean, like, there are people who talk about whether it's being scrawny or whether it's being overweight or whatever it is, stuff you can change. I'm not talking about height or, you know, things that you can't change. But if you could snap your fingers right now and change it, if you would, that means you should work on it. Mm -hmm. And you can still be happy with who you are in the process. Like, but you need to be honest with, you know, if you had the magic spell, would you take it? That means you want it. Yeah, you need to be honest about if you want it or not. But during the process, if you are being negative and putting yourself down, say, for instance, you think that you are overweight and you want to lose weight. And during the process of going on all these diets and everything, do not go on a diet. It's not a diet. You yeah. need to make a lifestyle change. 100%. And then Believe in that lifestyle change. Don't do any of the fad diets or diet fad lifestyles. It is 100% temporary. You will lose the weight and then you'll put it straight back on. Yeah. But you need to look at what you believe in for a for start and not what other people are doing. You need to know what works for you and your body. But while you're doing it, if you're being really negative about it of, oh, like I'm really just thinking about anything else but focusing on that, you will fail at that. Yeah. You need to believe in it and you need to focus on the positives, which just goes back to mental health. I'm telling you, like, your mind is everything in life. So let's talk about uh, imposter syndrome for a second, and we have to, and then we'll have to wrap up. Okay. Um, there are a lot of people, so if anyone doesn't know what that means, uh, imposter syndrome is basically getting something and then worrying you don't deserve it. And worrying that other people are going to find out you don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. And it's something that hamstrings so many people. It's something that, you know, people will freeze up and they will not take a promotion or they will not pursue their dream job or whatever it is because of imposter syndrome. Um, I don't have it. So I don't fully relate when people do because... My belief is always like, even if I don't think I'm good at something, I always want to be. Yeah. And I see the opportunity as a chance. I see an opportunity that you don't deserve yet as a chance for someone to pay you to get better at what you're doing. Like you're, 
this is actually advice I mentioned him on, on another podcast too. Uh, Adam Hunter is a friend of mine who's a comedian. Um, one of my one of the first clubs I ever headlined. It was a nightmare. It was was during like uh, just before Christmas. So they had a lot of corporate parties. Mm -hmm. And so it was a bunch of people who didn't care about comedy, who were super drunk, who were just hanging out with their office people. And it was just a nightmare. And like there was one show where the opener had to tell this one woman to shut up five times. She was just so drunk and screaming and no one was doing anything about it. And I got on stage and she goes, are you going to yell at me too? The, the last guy told me to shut up. And I go, yeah, I was the one applauding. Shut the fuck up. And I got in trouble from the club for saying that. Oh. And then another another drunk person tried to run, run on stage and take the microphone from me. And the security didn't want to touch her because they were afraid of like getting sued or something. And I'm like, she's, you crossed yeah, that line. Yeah. Get her. So I'm miserable. And I'm like, is this what this is? This is what I've been working for? And Adam just goes, they just paid you to become a better comic. And I was like, oh, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. And ever since then, I really internalized that. And the idea of, you know, if you get an opportunity, even if you're not ready for it yet. Go for it. It's it's learning. You need to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So... In the world of, and I'm sure, like you said, you get asked for advice all the time from aspirings. Mm-hmm. Aspirers? Aspiring. Aspire. Mm-hmm. People who want stuff. Yes, that. Um, we'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, boil it down. I, and I think some people might disagree with me, but I really, truly believe 100% without a doubt that you need to know yourself and work on your mental health which is self-love and self-care like we're just without it it just it will be the biggest struggle and that is coming from someone who has experienced it and has only just now this year figured feels like she has figured it all out but still (laughs) learning every single day about really I swear I call my friends like every two days I'm like I had a life epiphany again yeah but you really need to work on your mental health mental health is everything because at the end of the day the only person that you have is you yeah to be honest it is you and that means that if you're not succeeding in something that you know you're good at you are the one that is holding yourself back someone uh asked me you know i get a lot of stuff from people who want to be a comic Mm -hmm. and someone asked me about oh you know there's not really any comedy clubs where they are and I was like, well, they're open mics, so go do those. Yeah. And then they start telling me about why the open mics are tough and why they're bad and blah, blah, blah. Excuses. Right. And all I want to do was be like, quit now and save yourself the trouble. Because if you're making excuses now, now. what the hell is going to happen when you discover this is actually tough? Which deep down is actually just 100% fear and anxiety. And yeah. you don't realize it when you're making the excuses until you kind of have like a click of a moment like a wake-up call and go, oh, crap, I'm actually pretty scared of doing this. There are so many actual roadblocks in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Making new ones is pointless. Exactly. Do not waste your breath on on creating something that you do not want. And that's another thing. Focus on what you want and not what you don't want. So if you're driving around saying, damn it, I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late, you're going to be late. Yeah. Hands down. I'm a very firm believer in law of attraction, going a little bit down that way. But yeah. 
do not why would you waste your energy and your thoughts on focusing on what you don't want when you can think about this amazing life of stuff that you want or if you already know you're gonna be late throw on some music <laughs> like <laughs> exactly you're already or there just call ahead and be like hey sorry i'm gonna be a little bit late and then you put on the music and then you just yeah. let it go you're already you there's can't nothing do else you can do yeah you're already it's already happened mm-hmm. um mads where can people find out more about you uh Probably Instagram. Okay, what's your Instagram? <laughs> Drop it for the folks. It's mads, M-A-D-S, dot Rafferty, which is R-A-F-F for Fred, E-R-T-Y, which is a huge mouthful now that I said it out loud. <laughs> um, mads Rafferty, uh, check out her Instagram, uh, follow her, uh, be nice in DMs. Thank you. Um, and, <laughs> or don't that. DM, just write supportive comments. Yes. Um, that's probably better. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the program. And, uh, you know, I think that self-care is a message we haven't really had on here much, and I think it's important. Thank you for having me. It was good to talk about it. Excellent.